goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, indeed, to your Wednesday Rush Hour. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. It has been a day. If you have not been watching the testimony going on by multiple heads of the House various committees with two IRS whistleblowers, you have missed congressional political theater at its worst and best. This is a common sight. The opposing party will do everything they can not to address the issues that are put before it. So today, what we got from Democrats almost universally is a condemnation about everything that they hate about Donald Trump and everything that they regurgitated, everything that they think Donald Trump did wrong. When instead the issue is over Hunter Biden and the mishandling of his investigation inside the prosecutor's office and the IRS, without question, without question, the two witnesses, whistleblowers that were brought before the committee are credible. Without question, whistleblower Gary Shapley, who was the supervisor on the investigation of Hunter Biden at the IRS, and the second whistleblower who was revealed today to be not a partisan He, was, he fits right into the identity politics of the Democrat Party. He is IRS agent Joseph Ziegler. He described himself as a member of the LGBTQ commit, uh, 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 community. He described himself as a Democrat. And he said the reason he came forward was because he wanted to do the right thing and because the right thing wasn't being done. Now, Democrats, with the exception of this, this this one guy, I keep forgetting his name, Kohanan from from California, who's just, he's just obnoxious as can be. 
But they all danced around Mr. Ziegler because they didn't want to offend or attack him the way they usually attack a witness that they deem not part of the tribalism of their own party. So they danced around Mr. Ziegler's testimony. But he was effective. Now, Mayor Rudy played a segment from today's hearing. It's about a two-minute plus, and we're going to replay it because this goes to the heart of the matter. It goes to what this is all about. Nick, hit it. I want to discuss with you specific payments made to Hunter Biden and the Biden family. Democrats and the left-wing media are also saying there's no evidence. But let's get into the evidence, Mr. Ziegler. I want to direct you to pages 99 and 100 of your transcript. How much money did Hunter Biden and his associates receive from the Romanian company you identified? So that amount would be uh, from Romania. So the approximate total transfers from the Romania company would have been $3.1 million to everyone. $3.1 million. How much did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from State Energy HK Limited through the Robinson Walker LLC? So total transfers from State Energy HK to Rob Walker was $3 million. $3 million. Was there a $100,000 payment from CEFC Infrastructure to Owasco PC, Hunter Biden's professional corporation? Uh, yes, Chairman. Approximately how much was transferred to Hunter Biden and his business associates through Hudson West 3? So the total transfers from Hudson West 3 to everyone was $3.7 million. $3.7 million. How much money did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from the Ukrainian company Burisma? Uh, Burisma paid to everyone involved $6.5 million. $6.5 million. Burisma also paid Blue Star Strategies and a law firm, hundreds of thousands of dollars, bringing the total Burisma payments to over $7 million. Is, is that correct? That is correct. $7.3 million. $7.3 million. Between 2014 and 2019, this brings the total amount of foreign income streams received to approximately $17 million, correct? That is correct. What was the purpose of analyzing money from foreign sources, and do you have documents to support your findings? Uh, so for the, the purpose of documenting the foreign sources is we, as a part of a normal international tax investigation, we have to figure out where the money's come, coming from. You have to follow the money trail. And as a part of that process, we have to follow different transactions, identify different foreign entities that might be paying a person, and then we go and get those records. Right. And hopefully you can provide that to the, to the committee. So yeah, yeah. Any any records regarding those transactions? We can. We love evidence on this side of the we of can. The aisle. Now, what you have here, friends, and make no mistake about it, when someone pays someone else seventeen million dollars, they expect something in return. You just don't hand over. $17 million to people without expecting something for the money. $17 million. 
Now, I understand the Powerball is at about a billion dollars right now, so if you win the Powerball, 17 million might be chump change. I understand if you are lucky enough to be one of this country's multi, multi millionaires or billionaires, $17 million, okay, that's easy money. But for most American families, if you told them that they were going to come into a windfall of $17 million, there would be hosannas, hallelujahs, our problems are over. Whatever financial problems you have that you experience, done, over. $17 million is a lot of money. Now, those of you old enough to remember Joe Biden when he was in the Senate, before, when he was new in the Senate, and even before, remember that Joe Biden always made the case that he was one of the poorest senators. He didn't have a whole lot of money like these other rich guys. All of a sudden, Joe Biden and his family become extremely wealthy. We learn that foreign governments have been investing in the Biden family. What we still do not know is what they got for the money. That is still a subject. We also know this. Hunter Biden lied to the IRS. He made claims on deductions that were patent lies. He wrote off a deduction for a golf club, a golf club meaning a membership. It was not a golf membership club at all. It was a sexual prostitution ring, a sexual club. He wrote off all sorts of deductions that were not true. The prosecutor, Adam Weiss, that people have invested so much energy in because he was a quote-unquote Trump employee, we also learned allowed the statutes of limitations to run out. He had a choice. He could have extended, and there was a deal put in place and agreed to, apparently, from the testimony that I heard today, and agreed to by the Biden lawyers that would have allowed the statute of limitations to continue on some of these tax evasion charges while this was this process was underway. But this prosecutor, so-called prosecutor, who has three different stories now concerning his jurisdiction. A, I have complete control. B, no, my control is limited to uh, the Delaware area. And three was some other offshoot of the other two. This prosecutor, who we, who Merrick Garland assured the American people was looking into everything, what assurance do you have that we're being even-handed here? Well, he's a Trump, he's a Trump guy. He's a Trump appointee. Well, it turns out that this guy, Weiss, was one of the key figures that allowed Hunter Biden to escape serious scrutiny including letting the statute of limitations run out on some of the earlier tax fraud cases now. And that's what it is, tax fraud. And so we're told, well, by Democrats today, 
Oh, come on. He was a drug addict. We all know drug addicts make poor decisions. Let it go. We're told that Hunter Biden not only made poor decisions, but he suffered a tragic loss. He lost his brother. And so we should forget all about the $17 million that passed through his hands and other Biden family member hands from foreign governments. And this was before Joe Biden was president. What did they get for the money? We do know that Joe Biden was asked to use his influence in the case of Burisma, and he went over to Ukraine. Is that what they got for their money? Did they lobby Joe Biden to come in as vice president of the United States with a heavy hand and derail an investigation into the activities of Burisma? Now, all this stuff, I can feel a certain segment I can feel it. Eyes glaze over. Oh, here they go again. I don't care. Well, that's your right. You don't have to care. But when foreign governments are paying off members of your government, it is wrong. One of the things that sickens me about watching this political theater that goes on in the United States, I'm going to confess to something here. I hate it when Republicans do the same thing that Democrats do today. I hate it when something is patently wrong and Republicans who are on the opposing side of that obfuscate because it's not in their best interest to just say, hey, this thing is wrong. I hate it when Democrats do it. I hate it when both parties do this, when they try to, instead of coming to the hearings with the best interest of the American people at heart and uncovering anything that is detrimental to the interest of the United States, when instead they choose their political party over the United States, I don't like it. In either case, I don't like it when the Democrats do it. I don't like it when Republicans do it. I'm tired of hearing about Trump every time Democrats open up their mouths on this hearing. The hearing's not about Trump. They're going after Trump in every way they can, using this politicized justice system to try to take him down and take him out of the race for presidency. We have more evidence of this two-tier justice system on display today with this outrageous behavior from yet unnamed people from the Department of Justice, from the FBI, and then Quisium Fume goes on a rant about how he cannot tolerate people attacking the FBI and the IRS because, after all, they are what keeps the country going. No, they're not. Quisium Fume. For all the world to see if you are objective in any way, 
is that the American political process when it comes to the prosecution of crimes is broken. And for Democrats to continue to defend this two-tier system of justice because their ox isn't being gored is a disgrace. This benefits no one. It does not benefit America in the least to have a functional one-party justice system. If it can be one party in favor of the Democrats, it can turn into a system over time that's one party in favor of the Republicans. Neither is right. The justice system of the United States of America needs to be apolitical. Politics should not encroach on justice. It is that simple. And we have a fish that is rotten. That fish is the justice system. It stinks. It's rotten. And it needs to be corrected. James Golden, 800-848-WABC. Bo Snurley with you here. Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We're coming back. Right after this. Do not go away. Queen, UK chart history, 7 million UK chart sales of their greatest hits, 19 every, in 1981. Do you know that record is still selling on the charts? It recently passed. This, the greatest hits from Queen, one thousand weeks on the album charts coming back your call is 800-848-WABC don't go away the rush hour is on the air Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Don't go changing. Talk Radio 77 in New York. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Stanley, here with you. So at Wednesday Rush Hour, this is Billy Joel. On this day in 2018, Billy Joel Day was declared in New York State. That was after Billy Joel became the first artist to appear 100 times at Madison Square Garden. Which, by the way, you know, I talked about this in, uh, I think, a podcast. That I did. You know, there are plans underway right now to redo Penn Station yet again. And what I wish would happen with Penn Station, what I wish would happen, go back, get the architectural drawings from the original Penn Station. Put the original back up because it was magnificent. 
and never mind. I mean, do some additions, you know, make it modernized in certain ways. But, I mean, go with the original architecture. It's beautiful. Oh, you know, subway fares are going up. And bus fares, $2.90. So now you can pay more. And then, of course, there's the charge for your Kevlar vest and for uh, everything else you need to stay safe on the trains. Seeing they can't figure out yet how to make the train safe. But at least you can pay more for the privilege of taking your life. Don't say that, James. You can pay more to ride the esteemed trains and buses of the MTA. You've been hearing all week about the high temperatures, right? Oh, global warming, global warming. Do you know that people are streaming into Death Valley so that they can be part of the experience of the heat wave so that they can take selfies with a thermometer up beyond reason. Right now, there are about 83 million people across the United States under some sort of heat warning. Ava, let me ask you a question. Have you heard, my dear Ava, have you heard of this fashion outfit right, called Sheen? Okay, she can't hear me. I'll do my, I'll do my own mic. Just okay. I can yeah, hear you. Yeah, we're getting it you. all straight. Okay. Thank you, <laughs> Ava. Now, Ava, have you heard of this fashion outfit called Shine or Sheen? I have not. S-H-E-I-N. No. Okay. I have. You, how does this work? <laughs> how does this work? Wait, you have? Nick, so you've heard, you've heard of this place, this shine, this sheen. I have heard of it. I have not purchased anything from it, but it's my understanding that they're kind of, uh, they're, you know, immensely successful fast fashion brand. So they specialize in having lots of unique items constantly for sale, and they're constantly rotating in and out new designs. And whether or not that's, you know, eco-conscious or not is up to debate. But from what I've heard, they kind of, uh, they move very quickly. And they're from China. I believe so. And right now, some designers are suing them for copyright infringement using the RICO statues because they are saying what happens is this outfit apparently uses algorithms. They don't do large batches. They do small batches of stuff. They get rid of it at low prices, move in another batch, get rid of it, and they, have, they are shaking up the entire fashion industry because they're selling quality stuff at low prices, apparently, but right now, some designers say that their work has been used. There are a bunch of shell companies. They can't even get to the real one. And so this is going to be a complicated lawsuit. But right now, Shine is under fire from some people in the fashion world for copyright infringement. And we'll see. Good luck with that. This takes intellectual property theft to a different level. So we shall see. If you're on hold and you want to talk about this IRS investigation, stay on hold. I want to talk about that with you, too. Let me ask my young staff a question. 1969, 
before you were even a twinkle in your mommy's eyes, something happened that was momentous in the American political landscape. Do you have any idea of what happened on July 19th, 1969? Any guess, one guess whatsoever. Was that uh, the Woodstock Festival? Nope. How about you, Ava? Nineteen sixty. I know we went to the moon. <laughs> ah, 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 Ava. Good, good, good try. The moon is tomorrow. Oh wow, that was a totally. That's lucky the guess. anniversary of man first walking on the moon tomorrow. No, in nineteen sixty-nine, former Senator Ted Kennedy, the late Ted Kennedy, was in a car wreck in Chappaquiddick took the life of Mary Jo Kopechny. This was back in the day. This was a huge scandal. You might not know about it. It's not taught in your history books. The Kennedy family was a dynasty. Old Teddy ended up over the Chappaquiddick Bridge. He miraculously saved himself, but the young girl in the car, Mary Jo Kopechny, drowned. Ted Kennedy got off, lost his driver's license for a year, and that was that. Went on to become one of the most firebrand, hardcore liberals that the United States Senate has ever seen. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Slurley, WABC, Talk Radio 77. Your call is coming up on today's show, so don't go away. Got a lot more on the way. Spice Girls. On this day, 1996. The Spice Girls made their debut performance on Top of Pops, a London TV show. Coming back, your call's ahead, so don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 1975, Paul McCartney and Wings go to number one. His fourth U.S. number one song. With this one, listen to what the man says. James Golden, Bo Snurley here with you on WABC Talk Radio 77 New York. Okay, I'm going to read you some lyrics. And again, my brave young staffers, I want you to tell me, Ava, I want you to tell me, Nick, I want you to tell me exactly what is racist about these lyrics. Here are the lyrics. These are lyrics to a song. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjack an old lady at a red light, pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool? Well, act like a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think you're tough. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. 
Okay, what's racist about this? Come on, come on. You go what's first. <laughs> okay. Um, what's racist? I don't think there's it's not there's nothing inherently like and racist about you know that, those sequence of words, but I think those kind of actions, you know, it, through a different scope or lens, could be, you know, unjustly. What, scope? Attri- what lens? What scope? What lens? Let's it's say, not racist. Yeah, let's say if someone you know was racist and they had written that song with more of a. I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say, but what I mean is that... Is it racist? No, I don't think it's racist, but I think... So, okay. I could see why someone could see it as that. You could see how some racist might think it's racist. Sure, but I don't think it okay. is. Okay. You know where this song comes from? Lay it on me. It is from a, a conservative-leaning country artist, Aldean. And they have kicked the song off of the country music uh, TV network, which... I must admit to never watching. Um, and they have accused this of being a pro lynching. His critics are saying this is a pro lynching song. It is connected somehow to BLM. And the guy's been called all kind of racist, this artist, and horrible. And all he's saying is this outrageous criminal behavior that's taking place in cities. Wouldn't happen in a small town. I read these lyrics. I'm like, how do you get racism out of this? How does anybody get racism out of this? But like you said, Nick, looking through uh, the lens, and you're trying to put yourself in the shoes of somebody from the left who these guys think, yesterday we learned that the climate was racist from Kamala Harris, you know, because the, the climate attacks people of color and it attacks rural people. So I guess, you know, maybe if you look at it through a different lens, whatever. But there is a reaction. This is now the number one song, by the way, on Apple iTunes. And this artist is out having to defend himself because he writes a song about what's going on with high crime across this country. Astounding. Am I right in assuming that this country artist is a white man? So yes, so just just wonder. So I, I could I could see why. Well, what does that mean? No, it doesn't mean much. But maybe that maybe the you know the the liberal people who are maybe freaking out a little bit at this and you know trying to cancel this artist. Maybe them attributing so that, these these crimes to people of color. That's the racist thing. So if you're white, you're not supposed to be able to talk about high crime. Least you are targeted as a racist. It's unfair for white people to talk about high crime because they might be considered racist if they dare talk about what's actually happening. That, you know, that's what ha- people would have you to believe. But what's really wrong is um, attributing those, the, the, the actions and crimes depicted in the song to people of color without, without any mention of them in the song specifically, right? Because the song doesn't mention, you know, so it has go. nothing to do with race. It has to do with behaviors. Right. So freaking behaviors. out freaking out about the song and making it about race, that's the step too far, I think. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Joe Biden, in a Tuesday night a memo from the Department of Health and Human Services, has announced a proposal, this is in the Daily BS today, to suspend and bar the Chinese Wuhan Institute of Virology from participating in U.S. government programs. Say what? Wait a minute. Remember when Dr. Fauci 
was trying to tell us that there was no involvement of the U.S. in in Wuhan labs. Well, all of a sudden, the Biden administration, in a memo made public by the House Oversight Committee, is saying that they are suspending and disbarring more involvement in the Wuhan. Why are we giving money to the Chinese Wuhan Institute of Virology? Also, the Biden administration now doesn't just want you to stop using your gas stoves. There is a new rule in place that would outlaw all, almost every single portable gas generator. They don't want you to use gas generators. You know, global warming. There's a huge article, opinion piece in the New York Times today. And it's about hate and the political hate and division. It's a Thomas Edsel piece. I don't have time to get into it. But I am going to bring it up later in the week. I may have to wait till Saturday because it's worth discussing. Also worth discussing is a landmark ruling that came out about the censorship that Joe Biden and these big tech companies have been engaged in. Louisiana federal court upheld the First Amendment right of people to speak without being censored by the government. The case is Missouri versus Biden. And he calls the judge in this, calls the case arguably involves the most massive attack against free speech in United States history. Yes, I'm still coughing for my return trip from Europe on the plane. Let's go to the telephone, shall we? Let's go to Sal in Staten Island. Sal, you've been you've been waiting. Thank you for waiting. How are you? Oh, my paisano, you're always worth waiting for, and your staff is wonderful. I'm going to go rapid fire because I have a few things to say. First of all, um, they, I went to the last Salvation Army store on Staten Island a week or so ago. I asked the manager, where's your assistant? She's going crazy in the back dealing with all the vouchers. I said, vouchers? I've been trying to get vouchers from headquarters, Salvation Army, to help American veterans who are in the same clothes for 13 months. And they're in the back of the, inside of the store, um, Bo, about 30 guys, Central Latin, South America, and Arabic countries, 20, 30 strapping young men, decently dressed, groomed, and they're all getting vouchers from the city of New York at our tariff taxation tax dollars. For any for hundreds of dollars of clothes, while American veterans are denied because I spoke with the people at the VA, and she called the head of housing, called the head of the Salvation Army, Staten Island. Oh no, we have a new boss, and maybe in 13 weeks, maybe they might give him a voucher for ten dollars. Oh my gosh, that's just terrible. I'm telling you, it's just terrible. Let's go to Adam in Mineola. How are you, Adam? Welcome. How you doing, sir? I just wanted to say that they are prosecuting Hunter Biden, sir. Uh, and they are prosecuting Donald Trump. That don't seem like a two-tier justice system to me, sir, if two different people are getting prosecuted, sir. Could you give me some okay. feedback on that? Sure, I will. Okay, Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal. Uh, the Justice Department, by its own statutes, say that the gun deal that he got 
is not supposed to be mitigated as a misdemeanor. It's a felony charge. Instead, they violated their own rules and gave him a misdemeanor charge. If you watch the hearing today, you will see how this investigation of his tax charges, some of which have now expired under the statute of limitation, so he doesn't have to pay back the taxes anymore. And we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So he gets off the hook. Meanwhile, you have Donald Trump brought up on phony charges. What do I mean by phony charges? According to the Presidential Records Act, the President of the United States can decide, and this is black and white letter law, which documents he chooses to take with him at the end of his presidency. Obama left with documents, was never charged. Every president has left with documents, never charged. This case should have never happened. That's the two-tier. It's not just as simple as saying, well, they're going after this guy. No, Hunter Biden has been shown enormous favoritism. And at the same time, Donald Trump has been persecuted. They're one and the same thing. What benefits the Democrat Party is what is at stake here. And that's why there is a two-tier justice system. Adam, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling, coming back. More of your calls coming up right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Heading back to the telephones on this Wednesday rush hour, John in New Jersey. How are you, John? Thank you for waiting. Hello, John. Hey, going once, going twice. Let's jump to Judith in Brooklyn. How are you, Judith? Hi, James. Nice to hear you. Um, I'm calling because of this whole, you know, uh, taxes thing with uh, the whistleblowers and all. I just want to say the House Ways and Means Committee, they are, they are constitutionally, they're allowed to make laws. And they should make a law where you can monitor the IRS to do the right thing, like apolitical, as you said, and get the IRS to open. This is a no statute of limitations thing, a civil tax fraud audit because they botched up the criminal one. But here you have no statute of limitations and audit the Bidens and follow the money corruption and get them that way. You can nail them that way. You get everyone in. You could get um, all the criminal files. You could get. All these witnesses that are coming for you could do everything in corporate hosting and get them that way and make them pay, including what about the, the 10 million that the bribes five and five between Joe and his son, Hunter? That- well, I'll tell you, you know, you raise a good you, you raise a very good idea. Let me let me take your idea and go one step further. How about opening up a RICO investigation into the Biden family, period? A pure, unfettered racketeering investigation because what you're talking about are significant amounts of money coming in from multiple 
foreign agencies. And it looks like this is, if you go through what we have learned thus far, in advance of a criminal enterprise. So it seems to me you have a very good idea handling the IRS portion of this, but also we could be looking at something that would qualify for RICO statutes. The one to ask about that is Rudy Giuliani, of course, because Rudy used uh, RICO statutes to bring down the mob in a case in, in cases in New York, and I don't think anyone at that point knew how effective using RICO was. Now it's sort of commonplace, but that's what I think needs to happen with the Biden crime family. You raise a very good point. Thank you for the call, Judas. Steve in Brooklyn, how are you? Hi. Quite a, uh, at last, finally, a bellwether day for some sanity and truth. Uh, here's the elephant in the room, though. It is inconceivable to me that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama didn't know what was going on the whole time. Barack Obama is a stickler for detail. He's a control freak, and he monitored everything going on in politics. And furthermore, Joe Biden traveled to all the places he was sent to by, by the Obama family. Now, um, if it, Joe Biden was like a pit bull, and if a pit bull gets off the leash and harms somebody, we hold the owner of the pit bull liable. Why is it that no one is investigating the connection of this Biden crime family to the Obamas letting him run amok. Well, you raise, you raise again, interesting points. I don't know. You, you mentioned Michelle Obama, and she would know. I doubt whether Michelle Obama would know. Please re- recall that during her tenure as First Lady, she had a particular disdain for the political life. She said she felt trapped inside the White House. And she wanted to live the good life. Remember, she took about 800 or I forgot how large the entourage was that she took over with her when she went on some foreign trip so that she could enjoy the high life. As for Barack Obama, even if you gave Barack Obama the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, he doesn't know, this was all hidden from him. The question is, what about the United States Intelligence Services? Why are we paying hundreds of billions of dollars a year if the intelligence services of the United States, the combined intelligence services, couldn't pick out that there was money flowing, millions of dollars flowing from foreign lands into the first families or the second family, the vice president family's coffers. How is that possible? It is at best a failure of the intelligence agencies. And when you talk about how did Joe Biden not know, that go, how did Obama not know, then I would raise that question as it pertains to the 2016 elections. How do you have an, an FBI that's out of control? How do you have intelligence agencies that are involved in spying on the American people? trying to derail a presidential campaign, and you have members of that intelligence community under the Obama administration, and they're all acting as rogue agents with no orders from above. So I think your questioning of what Obama knew, when did he know it, and will we ever learn what Obama knew and when did he know it is a very valid question. Let us go to Mike in Wayne, New Jersey. 
Hello, Mike. What's on your mind? Mike, we're going to run along. Thank you. Let us go to Eric in Queens. Eric, how are you? Good, Bo. Always a pleasure. Uh, real quick, my fear is with all of the corruption just coming out over the past five-plus years, all in our faces, uh, and especially the lack of confidence, whether it be in Trump or Biden in all of these polls, I mean, it's just one president is just lower than the other. And I fear at some point in time, not in the near future, but I fear there's going to be a revolution or an uprising like we've seen in many other countries when you see leaders lack confidence with the people. Or Eric, yesterday, you, Eric, you are vibing in on what I opened the show with yesterday, that what these actions are doing is causing or causing instability inside this country. And this instability is a very dangerous road for any nation to be on. You cannot have a complete breakdown system in America and have America as an unstable nation. And that is something we should be afraid of. Well, my friends, that's it. Time running out very quickly on James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. May God bless, protect each and every single one of you and your families. Love and gratitude for your being here today. And we will, God willing, see you tomorrow. Bye.